welcome to Checking the Gate, a film and religion podcast. I am Michael M. Patty. And I'm Robert Wrights Desco. And in today's episode number 47, uh, we will be talking about the similarly themed Defending Your Life from 1991, starring Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. And in TV Corner, the brand new NBC series The Good Place, starring Ted Danson and Kristen Bell. Yeah, when we planned these two together, we didn't realize how similar they were going to be. So it was really kind of interesting the way this episode came together. Yeah, well, I when I saw the uh, trailer for The Good Place when it was first announced, and I was texting Robert at the time, and I said, oh, we have to do this with Defending Your Life. And Robert had never heard of Defending Your Life. Yeah, I'm not a huge Albert Brooks fan. You know, I think probably the only real Albert Brooks movie I saw before this was Finding Nemo. So, <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> I remember having seen uh, Defending Your Life on HBO a, a bunch of times closer to when it had come out, uh, but it had been years, so I needed to track it down again, and uh, I was successful just last night and this morning. It took me that long uh, to figure out how to watch it uh, on streaming. Yeah, I originally saw it on Netflix right before we went out. Yeah, it had all of Albert Brooks's directorial movies came to netflix on the same day it was a big deal they had like a a, you know a video announcing the the launch of them with him in it and for some reason that one went away after a month and i didn't get to watch it on netflix (laughs) yeah what it was if you recall on a previous episode you said oh we gotta do this and you got to watch it soon. So I went home that night and watched it on Netflix. And I think like a few days later, it was already gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> but then uh, I, I kind of watched it again because uh, I'll explain later why. But the only place I could find it was at the Akron Library on VHS. So uh, yeah. I, I, I watched cl- it <laughs> in, in, in a very retro in, format in glorious pan and scan yes glorious pan scan yeah i live closer to cleveland Low and def. neither neither the cleveland nor cuyahoga county library systems have vhs in circulation anymore <laughs> they are long gone yeah so it, i and i tried looking for defending your life and it was i i would have i should have put a hold on it sooner but it, it worked out i i was able to find it and, and watch it yes very cool and uh since you saw it most recently, why don't you give us the, the yes. rundown on that one? All right. Well, uh, in a nutshell, Defending Your Life takes place in the afterlife. A mild-mannered ad executive uh, dies in a bus crash on his birthday, but that's not really pertinent to the story, which I thought was weird watching it again. <laughs> um, uh, he dies in a uh, collision with a bus and goes to the afterlife, which in this movie is Judgment City, where a group of human souls who have moved on determine if he is worthy to move on himself. It lends itself more, I think, to like the Buddhist philosophy. Like they they talk about like if you're not worthy, you go back down to earth. But if you are worthy, you can move on. Hmm. And Interesting. Yeah, that's like, they call it the samsara, the wheel of life and death. The idea of reincarnation where you, you keep coming back until you get it right. Ah. We, we could say Rip Torn's character might be a bodhisattva, someone who 
didn't move on to nirvana in order to help other souls attain that enlightenment. Like Buddha is considered a bodhisattva. In the Buddhist religion, they have other bodhisattvas that help you reach that enlightenment so you can reach nirvana. And I, I think we in the West have a strange idea of what nirvana is, uh, apart from being a grunge band from the 90s. Uh, come on. Don't keep going. I'm here all night, people. <laughs> the jokes are just kind of keep on coming. That's like that joke in the preacher where it was like, well, what's the name of the this being inside you? Genesis. You mean like the band? I hate that name. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Nirvana is a place where you can escape the cycle of life and death. It's not like heaven. It's more like a, a state of oblivion where it's not like heaven or hell it's more like non-existence. So maybe it's just not. I don't. I don't think it's from places yeah. not like strictly. Buddhist, yeah. The word. The word Buddhism is never mentioned. That, yeah. It doesn't. That, that is. That is a lot more um, philosophical than filmmaker Albert Brooks gets. Yeah. In the movie, it's it's a comedy, and it's a and it's a yeah. romance. There's um, he he meets Meryl Streep in the afterlife, and they have a meet cute and fall in love in the matter of a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, the whole point of the him defending himself is he has to show that uh, he he wasn't afraid for for whatever reason. Again, not not explained. There's no reason given in the movie, but they're there to show whether or not he was afraid. And if, if he was too afraid, he'd be sent back. But if he was courageous and stood up to his fear then he got to move on that was that was the determining factor and the he had a prosecuting and a defense attorney and they would each show clips from his life about how he acted in certain situations yeah i I like the part also where they went to the the temple of your past lives Yes, where you, where the, you could see yes. who you were, and Shirley MacLaine, Shirley MacLaine <laughs> reincarnation advocate Shirley MacLaine was there introducing the Past Lives Pavilion. Yes, that that's what it's called. Yeah, it's yeah. the Past Lives Pavilion, and um, Meryl Streep saw all these great things about who she was in her past lives, and Albert Brooks' character was some guy getting chased he, he down was, by a tiger. He, he he was a native being, yeah, <laughs> run running from a predator. <laughs> yeah. So it had a purpose, too, that showed that characterization of Meryl Streep was like, oh, I'm so pleased with who I am, you know, all this great mm-hmm. things that she used to be. And yeah, he's just, you know, running from running for his life when she seemed to be yeah, doing even in when they showed clips of his. Uh, yeah. The most yeah, recent and, past life and the, the past lives uh, kind of echoed what their current lives were yeah. like. He was. He he was running from a, a tiger or whatever. We don't actually see the animal, um, and she was a knight in shining armor on a horse. Yeah. And in the in the clips we see, he's constantly cowed by bullies at school and his dad, his wife, his his wife, his boss. And in the meantime, she's rescuing her kids from a fire, and then she goes back in for the cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's she's moving on for sure. Yeah. And there's another interesting criteria, they, the, like how much of your brain you use. Like, yeah. I, I, Mike and I both watch Mythbusters, and they, they kind of defeated that myth you only use like 
three percent of your brain. Yeah, you, you use a lot of your brain. You just don't use it all at once. You know, you use every area of your brain. It's just different areas of your brain do different things. So it's like impossible to use a hundred percent of your brain or eighty-five percent of your brain all at once. But uh, that was like the criteria for this one. How much of your brain you use, which equaled like how intelligent you were yeah, it, and how fearful or not fearful you were. It's never made clear why the percentage of brain uh, that they use in the afterlife is relevant when they're not actually corporeal. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Another thing that I noticed is they they were trying to make this way station Judgment City as much like human life as yeah. possible. Which, uh, you know, they, they make a joke about frozen yogurt and strip malls. Yes, and, and <laughs> which which we'll, we'll revisit in a little while. Yeah, so that was... That I, was I caught that. I caught that, the, the frozen yogurt specifically. But what I liked about this movie was it wasn't a typical take on afterlife. It didn't really pour into like a lot of the Christian idea of what life after death means. Yeah. I'm, and that was interesting to me because I'm, I'm, I see that a lot, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm also not positive. I don't know if Albert Brooks is Christian. I don't have that information. Yeah, I don't I don't know what I don't know what his his religious or what his upbringing is. He's an actor. There we go. <laughs> That's your religion. <laughs> Either that or Scientology. <laughs> I, I somehow I doubt that. <laughs> well, there's quite a few actor Scientologists. You know, two famous ones being I think we John can, Travolta. I think we and, can cut this part. Oh, about oh the, are you scared <laughs> that they're going to come after us now? Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> all I was saying was John Travolta and Tom Cruise are notable Scientologists who are also actors. The end. All right, I'm going to so, look it up. Are you fearful now? No, I just... Do we I, need to judge you at Judgment City about how afraid you are of Scientologists? No, I just feel like we kind of <laughs> got off track for a minute. Well, uh, well, it wouldn't be a real CTG podcast episode if we didn't go off track. <laughs> I was deliberately uh, driving the train uh, off the tracks. Uh, Albert Brooks is Jewish. Okay. There we go. Okay. So he he would not be coming from the... Christian background of the the, the Judeo Christian yeah. uh, pantheon of beliefs. Yeah. There we go. Well, Judeo is Jewish, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how what the I I don't know anything about Judaism, so I don't know how much crossover the belief in the afterlife is. Well, in the the ancient Jewish belief, there was like kind of an argument over whether there would be an afterlife or not. In the time of Jesus, you had the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I think the the I might have this backwards, but I think it was the Pharisees did not believe in an afterlife, and the Sadducees did. And there's a place called Sheol, which is, to borrow a term, like a well of souls, more like an underworld kind of idea, not like a heaven, like a heaven or hell. They definitely believed in a heaven where God existed. But I'm not sure if they have like the Christian idea of like after you die you go to heaven to be with God. I know they believe that certain people were taken up into heaven, like they believe like Moses and Elijah were taken up to heaven instead of just dying. Hmm. Because when Jesus has his transfiguration on the mountain, they see Jesus in all of his glory, like he would be in heaven, not like 
one of us and they and then they see Moses and Elijah with him and so then they're like oh hey well let's, this let's yeah. make booze for all of you guys so we could worship you all and yeah. Jesus is like no what are you talking about uh, th- this movie makes very clear that it's not heaven or hell yeah and i'm not even sure and they, this uh, this is not really a religious movie i don't i don't believe he he wrote directed and starred in it yeah. and i i don't believe it's any kind of religious statement i think it's a romantic comedy set in a quirky location it its novelty is its setting yeah, yeah, because they 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 don't dwell too much on. No, but it does. It does though. At the same time, every yeah. every question you have, like when you see the tram full of the elderly and a couple younger people his age, it does get around to asking, "Well, where are the kids? The kids are just sent on automatically. Oh, yeah. They don't have to stand trial." Well, what about teenagers? No, nah, not teenagers. That got to be too much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they go they go someplace else. <laughs> and it talks about how they died and how they feel being away from their loved ones. It it he takes the time to answer yeah. those philosophical questions like peppered in into yeah. the dialogue. It's all it's all in there. Yeah. It's it's just not he doesn't hit you over the head. If I it's wish not, there was it's a not it's the, not um what's the word I'm thinking of? <laughs> um uh, should I just say it and get it over yes. with? Yes. It's not sledgehammery. Yeah. It's all in there at at some point if you look for it, and I appreciate the the effort he took to to think of those things and to come up with an answer yeah. that fit into the world he created for yeah. that. Yeah, and there there's certainly holes in it because there are. I I really thought it could have been fleshed out. I wanted more. It's 110 minutes, and it felt short. Yeah, because it it still just cuts down to only what's necessary, which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But in a film that has an otherworldly setting, I would have appreciated a little more. He's talking to the guy in the sushi bar that was an adult, not an adult film, but like a he, he owned some strip clubs. Yeah. Like, what was that guy's story? Like, what happens? What happens to the sleaze balls? You yeah. know, we, we see Meryl Streep, the, the goody two-shoes. We see the average middle-of-the-road schlub. I wanted to see a little bit of of the skeezy guy, you know, just for for comedy's sake. Oh, like part of his. Trial. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like you said, it was a romantic comedy, and they were really uh, delving into that relationship between him and Meryl Streep, and like the part where they were like, "Oh, why don't you come back with me?" And he's mm-hmm. he's given every excuse in the book, and it, it it's like, "What are you afraid of?" And he gave all these kind of things. It's like he was just fear of being rejected. And that was probably his biggest fear in life, too, and why he was going to get sent back. But I thought it was funny, like, at the end, you know, he, he breaks into the train, mm-hmm. he gets off his train that's taking him back to Earth, and he, he tries to get on Mel Streep's train that's taking him off to the next step, which is kind of funny because it's like, how are you going to be together if you're uh, obliterated in Nirvana? <laughs> but they weren't n- obliterated in Nirvana. They 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 move on. They, they retain. M- they I always move on I always thought over over the years of seeing this movie, that when they get sent back, it's like they lose their identity and they become they... part of the past lives pavilion. But if they move on, like Rip Torn and all of the restaurant people and everyone working, 
then they they keep being who they are. They become beings of pure energy. Yes. <laughs> pure energy. Don't 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 fascinating. Yeah. Pure energy. Yeah. You, you know that's from yes, I know. Star yeah. Trek. That's Leonard Nimoy. My he makes the best pop songs between that one and um, the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Off topic again. For the love of Spock is coming to Netflix next month. Oh yes. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, also, uh, watch I Am Your Father about yeah, David, I, about I, David Prowse. I want to watch I Am Your Father and L Three Seventy Six back to back. I, I watch both of them, not back to back, but okay. they're both good. Okay. Uh, they both they both well the other one the L Street delves into David Prowse. And yeah, I knew that. How he was robbed by Lucasfilm. So <laughs> robbed. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he's a good guy. Okay. We'll just say that Darth Vader. Was a good guy. <laughs> yep. At least at the very end. <laughs> so would would he go on, or would he become? Did he move on to become one with the force? Uh, no, I would say he... I would say he would be sent back because the vast majority of his life he was ruled by fear. Oh, the yes. entire time he was Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. You see, see that's interesting. Uh, the criteria used. This would be a good segue into the next episode. So I th- are we done talking about defending your life? Uh, we could probably go it's up on. To, we we probably could go on. Very, it, it's for a less than two hour movie with it's not a franchise. It's he really did pack a lot of stuff into it to yeah. to talk about. Yeah, it was it was interesting and it was funny. It was funny. And a lot of it's a, a you know, a, a take on, I, I yeah. think it, it, it says a lot about 25 years ago, maybe he was trying to say something about the legal system that that's out of our scope. I thought of that too, yeah. but I'm not sure what it would say. Yeah, but well, well, for me, it, it's like, well, when you really care about somebody, I mean, what's holding you back? Yeah. You know, and that's. You know, I mean, when it, when it comes down to when you strip away all the junk of, of this world and it comes how you feel about when I think about my love for my wife, I mean, it, forget about all this stuff that we care about on, on this planet. It just concentrate on what's important, and that's your love for one another. And that when Albert Brooks, fi- when his character finally just forgot all about that, he's like, what am I doing? This is, you know, this is the afterlife. Might as well love this person. Yeah. He went after her. And that, that was... That's what I think what makes it a successful romantic comedy yeah. is he shed all the the worries and fears and cares of the world and just went after the woman he loved. So yeah, and I think can, that's why they let him go on with right, her. You know, they're right. like, let him go. Yeah, he finally figured it out. I mean, as Meryl Streep. Come on. Yeah, you have a point there. <laughs> Let's see. Go back to Earth and not hook up with Meryl Streep or run off the train and try to hook up with Meryl Streep. Come on. But they, they they make it clear like they're at peace being yeah. in the afterlife. Well, Jesus does say in heaven people will neither be married or given in marriage. So and Belinda Carlisle said heaven is a place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Which has absolutely no bearing. It just Let's seems... take these two <laughs> equally authoritative sources and. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, well, I really enjoyed this movie, and it, you know, it even did have a section. There was like a montage of really funny 
Oh yeah, slapstick where they're like <laughs> yeah. trying to prove He's, how dumb he was. Some some of these are relevant to the to uh, showing his fear, and some are just stupid. Yeah, it, it was like uh, like three minutes of just yeah, slapstick. Him, him doing dumb stuff. Yeah, and he showed like I could do funny haha and funny ho ho, you know. <laughs> the snowmobile scene. Oh, he yeah. goes flying off a snowmobile, and and they're saying that uh, he he broke his leg and then had to crawl for three miles back to safety. And his his defense attorney Rip Torn was saying, you know, he he persevered, he crawled back and saved his own life. And the prosecutor was saying he has self preservation. No one's <laughs> arguing that he doesn't have a sense of self preservation. And then he. he he, in his own defense, he's like, you know what? I didn't ride a snowmobile again because I hated it. And then he rattles off all the things he didn't like that had nothing to do with him flying off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, and I it mean, goes on longer than it should, but it 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 was funny. Yeah, it had it had humor in in very wide variety of uh, of humor. To to really appeal to yeah. everyone, so and it's and it's rated PG, which you you never see that anymore. Yeah, you know the last I think the last Heaven movie we did was what This is the end. Oh yeah, and it was, it like was a hard, filthy. Hard, yeah. yeah, wow. So what a difference. Yeah, so it, it's recommended. It it holds up. the yeah. The computers in the afterlife are a little dated, but I'm sure in Judgment City they're using top of the line MacBook Pros yes. now. Well. They have, uh, they might have a Janet interface. Yes. So, which uh, good segue leads us into uh, our TV corner. this week we're doing a similarly themed show the good place which just premiered and like defending your life it is set in the afterlife yes this is a similar but different afterlife yeah it's (laughs) it's the same but it's different (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the premise of this show is this is not like a judgment place yeah no these people have already been judged and yeah have have ended up in this is where you arrive this is this is the place you arrive at but it's the good place it's and good not place. the bad place. Yeah, and this was driving me crazy because I swear I heard this joke before, and maybe you, the listener, can tell me where. When Kristen Bell first arrives, what's her character's name? Eleanor. Eleanor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kristen Bell's character, Eleanor. She she arrives. She was hit by a, a truck advertising something naughty. I don't yeah, like what. Viagra pills. Okay. <laughs> or they couldn't say that it was. Yeah, an, an erectile ED, ED pills. Yes, turns out that she does not deserve to be in the good place. Yeah, they mistook her for someone else with the same name yeah, who was uh, apparently Ele- in close proximity. Yeah, who also died at the same time. Yeah, Eleanor Shelbourne, uh, Shellstrop, Shellstrop. Yeah, she was fighting for all these humanitarian causes. There's a, I saw a website that did a freeze frame of like the that premiere episode where they show all the things that uh, give, oh, yeah. you, give you points. <laughs> yeah. It, one is like uh, remaining a, a Browns fan, um, being a vegan, and then not... Not talking about Not talking him. about being a vegan gave you points. You know, all these... Uh, 
things that, and they, they seemed like rather arbitrary to me and, and very specific to our society, which is, you know, how do you, yeah, well, that's, how do you rate someone in, how do you rate all souls, you know? But I guess that it's more making a commentary on our society. Yeah. And, and it's a comedy. Yeah. So Ted Danson is Michael, who is the, the architect. He's sort of a middle manager architect. He's He answers to a higher power, which they, they don't really talk about. Only like a few people are good enough to make it to the good place out of millions of people. I think only 300 and some made it to this particular neighborhood. Yeah, and they've they've talked about like how few presidents are there. Yeah. And, and everybody you think would have made it is is not there. It's basically how good you were to other people and how thoughtless and selfless you were. Yeah. And, and there's other things thrown in there. <laughs> like at the end he he's asking Eleanor like, "Did you ever watch The Bachelor?" It, were you emotionally <laughs> invested enough in the relationships on The Bachelor to go to social media and post your feelings about it? She's like, no. It's like, okay, well, you're doing well so far. <laughs> you have your soulmate, your matchup with your soulmate, and uh, you're given all your favorite things and in a, in a place that you would like to live in. And uh, there's a lot of frozen yogurt. I like when they talked about that. Uh, she asked him, "Was why is there a lot of frozen yogurt? What about ice cream?" He's like, "Well, I find it's frozen yogurt. It really sums up what humanity is all about. You take something great and ruin it just a little bit, so you can have more of it." <laughs> <laughs> so, which was similar to the kind of frozen yogurt thing that they had yeah. in uh, in the last movie we saw. So there were some similarities there. But like when she first shows up, and I was trying to get to this like about five minutes ago and got derailed she has is this heaven he's like oh no christianity and judaism and islam and buddhism they got everything five percent right but then uh this this one guy got high on mushrooms one night and got everything about 95 percent right and they got his picture hanging up and i swear i heard that joke and another movie. I'm convinced that the first time he heard that joke was in the preview for the show uh, back over the summer. No, I... When it got first announced, because that was the first time I had heard it. No, maybe I'm crazy, but it's not for this reason. I swear. <laughs> I heard it. it. Maybe it was in uh, Oh God, when he watched that movie. I thought it was in Defending Your yeah, Life, but it, it was, wasn't. Maybe it was Oh God. Like George Burns was saying, you know, some people get close. Yeah. But nobody gets it exactly. I have to watch that again just to. You go ahead. Tell you what. Yeah. We're, and and anybody listening, if you know it or if you want to go back and rewatch Oh God so I don't have to. Yeah. Comment our website or send, me, send us an email. CGGpodcast at yahoo.com. Yeah, we would it would uh, save us some time and effort. But yeah, that's driving me crazy. I swear I heard that joke before. So I thought it would I thought it was in Defending Your Life at first and I thought, well, what a tribute to Albert Brooks since these are so similar. Yeah, but I, I can confirm it is not in Defending Your Life. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it again too on the on, VHS. On VHS. That's <laughs> why I watched it again. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, but this one is funny. I didn't want to like it at first because I don't know. The the reasons for being good are are very like I said, they're they seem rather arbitrary and it's it, it seems like you earn it, you know, and they talk about that to Hani says like well, I earn my place here and, and, and stuff like that. As a Christian we believe that no one can earn their place. 
we were given the law, you know, we did or the movie Ten Commandments where we get all those Ten Commandments and um, I don't think we did do Ten Commandments. Yeah, we did. No, a long time ago. No. Yes. No, we did the ten. No. We did the yeah. ten. We've done the ten, and we've done Exodus, which is yes. really the same thing. We have not we've done, done the, 10. the ten commandments. Yes. Well, well, we've referenced them, so we know what they are. Right? Let my people go, you damn dirty ape. That's not right at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was Joel Brenner who that was. was that the... was Joel Brenner. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, Charlton Heston was Moses. Right. Didn't Charlton Heston say, let my people go? Oh, yeah, I got it wrong. What's okay. wrong with me? <laughs> I did not earn a, my place in the good place. But anyways, it, yeah, it, the law, it tells you how sinful you are. A lot of people got it backwards, and many people for so long, that if I keep all these Ten Commandments, if I could do that, then I'll be good enough and holy enough to be with God. But the thing is, nobody can. And Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, it, it's written that you shall not kill. Well, I say if you hate somebody you're you're killing him in your in your mind so that you know it, it, he's trying to get to like the heart of the matter it's it's not what you, exactly what you do it's who you are that and your sinful nature that separates you from God and you know in Romans it says for all have sinned and fallen short of glory of God and we like to think oh I fell short by just this little bit like you know it's 99.9% but really it's this huge gulf we are very unholy people and that's why we need Jesus we need that saving it's because of his sacrifice that you know, we can be in heaven we're, we're it's sort of an exchange you know we deserve the punishment of you know like being in the bad place like Eleanor but instead Christ made that sacrifice so we could go to the good place and be with God forever and ever or or like Batman said, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. Yeah. And I'm Batman. Yeah, here it would be the opposite. It's not what you do, it's what you believe. Because we say if you if you confess with your mouth that uh, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. And it, it's that easy. You don't have to earn it. In fact, if you try to earn it, that's going to bring you more separation. It's... So it's more of a spiritual journey of faith and believing than it is a, a long slog of trying to curry favor and doing good things. Yeah. You know, we believe that it's your your love of God and your gratitude for this awesome thing that He's done for you that leads you to do good things, not the other way around. And and again, just like defending your life, I, I want to be clear for anybody. I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't seen the show, <laughs> but for those of you who haven't, the, the show is not about heaven yeah it's, it's not it's not it, the christian ideal because they no. say that right from the beginning yeah it's not like it's, anything else it's about it's it's a comedy set in quote the afterlife the show is not about religion it's we're just using it as a jumping off point to have this discussion yeah about the themes of it yeah but that's why my wife didn't like it we started watching it and i i went along with the premise and thought it was funny because it is funny yeah, but she she really couldn't get into it because it was so different than what uh, you know we believe as Christians is what <laughs> heaven is supposed to be. So says who? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's not supposed to be. I right. guess. It, yeah, it, it's, it, <laughs> yeah. But I I feel I I mean I feel bad if the moral philosophy professor it, it can make the grade. It's like oh geez, I I I went into the wrong major. <laughs> 
It's like because uh, yeah, Eleanor's soulmate Chi is the he was a philosophy professor, so he's te- trying to teach her all this yeah. philosophy to help her become a better person and actually stay in the good place. Because every time she does something bad or thinks something wrong, bad things happen. Like a sinkhole opens up or giant shrimp. That was fun when like yeah. there's a giant, giant frog, shrimp, yeah. you know, stomping on things and. Can can we digress from the actual philosophical discussion and just talk about the show for a little bit? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah, I'm, because I'm, I'm is, the one derailing us. It is funny, though. It is funny. It's hilarious. Um, do you think there is... Is there, like, a, a, a mystery or a backstory going on? Or is it... How can I put it? Do you think there's, like, a lost-level something to be revealed about why she's there or is it just an accident is it is it building up to a big reveal uh, at first i thought it was but now i'm not so sure because they introduced are you caught up now i have not watched the very oh. very last episode i watched the one where they <laughs> you can spoil it for me because i'm gonna watch it right after we because Corinne actually watched it. She was like, "Well, now I have to know because they they brought in the real." Okay, Eleanor. that's what I that's what I was gonna. Yeah, they they show who is um she's on Rebels. I looked her up. She's one of the she's the Mandalorian helmet. I don't know their names. Oh, uh, that's her. Oh, that's the real Eleanor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Star Wars Rebels. She's um. Uh, uh, I knew it until you asked me. My brain isn't working today. Of course, the day we shoot the podcast, my brain yeah. takes a... Well, we were traveling in uh, for... Sabine. Sabine, Yeah, yes. she's Sabine on Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, um, I knew she looked kind of familiar because I did see her on the uh, Star Wars panels at the I only, celebration. I only know because when she showed up, I looked her up and... Oh, she's... Yes. On Star Wars Rebels. Yes, we, um, we, we, we've just celebrated a couple holidays and I was traveling for those holidays for Thanksgiving and Black Friday. They're very important holidays here in the United States. Yes. So... <laughs> in, in, in my household as well. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, that's I'm, what I'm, I was. That's what I was. I I wasn't sure if you were spoiled or not. I didn't yeah, want to ruin that. Yeah, I did um, see. That, yeah, they brought in the real. Yeah. Uh, yeah so the, I I I really thought for uh, up until they showed her, I thought, okay, there's this is like her purgatory, her test, yeah. like it's all designed. Like that's why she got set up with the soulmate. That's why there's the other guy who deserves to be there even less. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> yeah. Um Well that I was thought, like that was like three episodes I know, in there to re- reveal that. Uh, but I But that that was see, that was a good I was sort of on the fence about the show until like there was this guy who was supposed to be a Buddhist monk and he would, took a vow of silence, so he was silenced the whole thing. Turns out he's like He's this, a D bag dope pusher from Miami. Yeah. <laughs> And he, he's he's very vapid, and that's why he was just kept his mouth shut because he didn't want to ruin it for himself. But uh, at that reveal, I was like, okay, yeah. this is getting interesting now. Yeah, there's something going on. Like, I don't think sh- it's it's got to be him that's causing the sinkholes and everything, right? But how is he, is there another? Is there a real like his name is Jason? Is there a real Zhang Yi? Yeah, it's in the bad place. And, and you see, uh, you know, with with uh, Tahani, and you know, she is another character. Yeah, Tahani is the Meryl Streep of the good place. Yeah, uh, she can do no wrong. She was a, a saint in life. Well, I don't know. And her backstory has tried so hard, did all these good things to really please her parents, and they didn't. Her parents did not give her any validation at all. 
and they gave that all to her sister and she did everything out of jealousy and spite for her sister. So it's like, hmm, just because you did those good things is your, you know, she had a really bad motivation to do those things. But she's still doing it in the afterlife though. She's still organizing the parties and the, yeah. when, when they thought he was retiring. But, she, but because you could throw a good party, is that criteria for I being at the good our, place? You know, <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm not making my point. She's, she's still being yeah. selfless. Yeah. But here's, here's what I'm saying. Maybe none of them belong there. And that's the thing. What was up with that list from the one episode where she's like second to last? Yeah, and, it's and, like it's reading like how good yeah. how good all the people I see, are. I don't on think there. that's that's not what it was though. That couldn't be. Yeah, because I don't well, think so. Well, because Michael says, "Well, you were, you know, we don't rate the once you die, you don't move yeah. anymore on the list." But uh, they didn't say what the but, list was for though. It's yeah. un- she just found it, and it's. Yeah, it's she not thought it was. It, it was. It yeah. ranks all the she people. She thought how, it was. Yeah, how good they are, and but that's what she thought. But that's it's. There's going to be a twist. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's going to be. I I think that Eleanor, this Eleanor, Kristen Bell's character is supposed to be there, with Chi. That they actually are soulmates. Because what good is a moral philosophy professor if he doesn't have anyone to. You know, profess morally to. philosophize to right. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of it in, in in that sense. Yeah, and and Tahani is very. She's very cultured, and yeah. and you know, she's very prim, proper. Has all the etiquette ever in the world, and then she's matched up with this guy who's got nothing. So <laughs> you know? so, but they were they were kind of implying that her and Chidi were going to end up pairing off yeah see i thought i saw that too but so there okay there's there's no way so there's 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 a there's quite a few directions that this could go and that's why this is a good show yeah but i've heard it it i heard it wasn't doing all that great in the ratings i don't know i heard it was kind of on the fence because it got a lot of critical acclaim but not not a ton of ratings i mean it's doing pretty good but not a ton yeah so but I, th- I mean, there is there's quite a few parts that had me laughing out loud, like when, when like the sinkhole opens up and Michael had to move some people out of the neighborhood. So, he <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, okay, here's a lady who was a marriage counselor, and here's a guy who uh, thwarted identity theft. <laughs> they're soulmates. They're gonna stay here with you, and they're like, oh crap, what are we gonna do? <laughs> so yeah, Chi and Eleanor were very. Uh, distraught at that point but yeah i mean just things like that and janet janet is oh, funny janet is great she's like this siri or, or um or what's the one on windows cortana cortana yes. alexa yes all the, she's she's like the the female computer she's interface. the ai interface yeah, yeah. And so. then she accidentally gets murdered yeah. and has to reboot. And, and who would have thought that was going to happen? You know that yeah. that's they do interesting things on this show with the characters that is not predictable. It's, it's as my son would say, there's not a lot of tropes in this one. You yeah, know? which which makes it good television. It's 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 very similar to stuff that you have seen before, but then again, it goes off. It may start there, but it it goes off into left field, and you're like. 
What? Yeah. It's uh, from uh, Michael Shore, one of the creators or executive producers of Parks and Recreation. Oh, which uh, explains which I, some of the characters. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. And I think he worked on The Office, too. He was Moe's on The Office. I know that. I don't know if he worked behind the scenes. Okay. He, I, he must have. Yeah. Um, the the American Office, I'm assuming. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Dwight's brother, Moe's, was played by Michael Schur, the creator of Parks and Recreation. Oh, and all NBC the shows. Good Place. Yes. As well as The Good Place, yeah. So he's found a good home at NBC. Yes. And uh, so it's it's my sense of humor, anyway. <laughs> the, yeah. um, the one you came over to my house the one night, and I had, I was watching it, and I paused it, and at the very beginning, the cold open of the show, Michael's getting ready to leave on a train, and uh, you know Janet's oh, yeah. there. <laughs> Janet's there, all smiles, and uh, you know, don't don't you feel the least bit upset? No, I, I I'm not programmed to feel emotions, but I have been working on my approximation of human crying. And she gives this, like, wailing shriek that sounds nothing like human crying. And Michael turns to her and says, Janet, that was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, the good place is good stuff. Yeah. Or, like, like the, the last part where Janet reboots... And she, before she gets her memories, she's like, could you get me Eleanor's file? Here you go. And he brings her a cactus. And then she, she comes back like five minutes later. He kept, after his desk is almost full of cactuses. She's, cacti. Cacti, yes. Uh, she's like, I have Eleanor's file. He's like, do you really have Eleanor's file? Yes, I do. Because if you give me another cactus, I swear, Janet, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's like, no, I, I really do have her file this time. Okay, well, give me Eleanor's file. Here you go, and it's a cactus. <laughs> it's like you knew it was coming. Yeah, but it was it was just the right amount of sweet know. predictability. Yes, it was it was really good. Um, and at one point, there's bad Janet. I forget what. <laughs> oh, she's like dressed all sluttily. And oh, she was he was messing with her. Yeah, parameters. trying to reprogram her. And yeah, she kept. Yeah, that was one of the earlier episodes, and she was... No, I thought it was after she got rebooted. Well, this must be in the episode I haven't seen yet. I got one more. Maybe. I was trying to catch up over Thanksgiving, you know, watching it on my tablet in the... Yeah, I um, I was watching them as they, like, the day after they aired, so I'm missing it. It's not coming back till January. It is coming back though. They have yes. They've got. It's got at least thirteen episodes. I don't know if they're picking up the back nine or not. Uh, at least I'm looking at IMDb on my phone, and it's it's set for thirteen episodes. I haven't heard beyond that, but I did hear it's coming back in January. Okay. Because this one would definitely be one I would continue watching because yeah. it, it is funny. Yeah. It is funny because of the situations that they put the characters in. It it was slow to start a little bit, like the first couple episodes were kind of like eh. but then once they once they established so. the characters, it it I I thought it got funnier as it went along. I really did. I agree that with the plot picking up, it's gotten better, but I didn't think it was slow at the beginning. They yeah. have they have parceled out the reveals and character stuff. Yeah. At a at a good enough clip uh i will i will admit i'm not sure where they would go in season two because they're gonna wrap up this the mystery i i think i hope yeah and and i don't know what but then that's why i don't i'm not a tv writer yeah well well maybe we should be because i think we came up with some good directions it could go you know like what what about chi and tahani 
you know, what about what if they really were Chi and Owen are really soulmates? And, yeah. You know, they have to figure that out. Who so, is who is Michael's boss? Yeah. And who would play Michael's boss? Rip Torn yeah. from Beyond. Isn't Rip Torn in jail or something? I thought he I thought he passed away. I don't know. I got to I got to double check that. That's why he's not on uh he's not on uh, Men in Black anymore. What do you mean? Men in Black was a movie. Yeah. No, Rip Torn is alive. He's 85 years old. Oh, okay. Well, didn't he play he was uh one of the guys in Men in Black. Yeah, he was he was in Men in Black. Yeah. But he's not anymore. He wasn't in the third one. He was the large-headed alien at the funeral, uncredited. Oh. I don't know why he wasn't Zed. But it was someone else was in the third one. Yeah, I but he is alive. He is alive. I thought he'd passed away. Yeah. Scared me there. It's twenty sixteen's not over yet. Yeah, I started an internet rumor just now. <laughs> Along with uh Seth Green and um the guy from Pawn Stars. What was his name? I don't know. There was an internet rumor that he'd he'd passed away too. Well no, it wasn't an internet rumor. Um Billy Eichner was um it was like a prank. Oh really? he was he was recording Billy on the Ch- street. Ch- Chumley? <laughs> he was recording Billy on the street telling people Seth Rogen had died, and Seth Rogen was right there. Wait, you said Seth Green. Uh, yeah, there was a— Seth Green? Yeah, well, there was a rumor like the the kid from the rallies commercial died, and that was one of the first things that Seth Green did was the ching. That was, was Seth Green? Yeah, that was Seth Green. That was a wow. long time ago. Okay, yeah. I all right, I am totally— But there con- was a Seth Rogen one, too? It wasn't a rumor. What happened was—do you know who Billy Eichner is? No. Okay. His his shtick is he's loud and obnoxious, and on his show Billy on the Street, he'll go up to okay, people I've heard with a camera yeah. and you know say, "Hey, did you hear Seth Rogen died? It, what, what do you you know?" And get the reactions. And meanwhile, Seth Rogen is back there as one of the cameramen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I funny. yeah I just got confused because yeah. that was just the other day. Yeah, I just that I heard fun. about that. No, that's funny. That's that's good. No, I didn't. I didn't know there was a rumor that Seth Green had. I remember that that's there was an a, old one. That's I remember one. that there was a rumor that the Chiching guy had died. Yeah, but I had no idea that was ever Seth Green. Yeah, that was that. That's an old one. Yeah, Rip Torn has not gone to the no. good place or to Judgment City yet. No, no, that is yeah. You scared me. Well, that's good. That's good. Let's set the rumor straight. Yes, Rip Torn. The, the is... rumor that you started five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. How about Adam Scott on The Good Place? Yeah, oh yeah, he was funny. <laughs> Playing the complete opposite of Ben Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't watched a ton of Parks and Recreation, but... Oh, you should. It it starts out a little rough. The first, the first season is six episodes, and they're not great. But season two, especially when Rob Lowe and Adam Scott show up, I couldn't believe how much better the show got. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So kind of bear the first ones just to get the the setup. Watch then... them all and watch them all in an afternoon and get them out of the way. <laughs> and then that's what two hours, uh, maybe two and a half. Two hours and a half, yeah, Hulu. twenty some twenty two minutes each, plus commercials because it's on Hulu, right? Oh yeah. Or is it on Netflix now? No, it's I think it's on Netflix. Okay, well then that'll that'll be a little a little easier to take then. Yeah, recommended. Everybody out there should watch Parks and Recreation. It's it's quality. See where so, uh, see how Chris Pratt got famous. Yeah, that's right. He was on that show. So, yeah, so there's another reason to watch it. Yeah, and so is Billy Eichner at the end. Uh-huh. He's, he's in, like, the last two seasons. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Aubrey Plaza. Uh-huh. So, good place. 
good stuff. I'll say it again. Good place, good stuff. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed it. It made me laugh. It really made me laugh. And it, it surprised me, which you know, I don't get a lot in uh, television shows anymore. Yeah. I will and, say I wasn't sure what to expect. I, I wasn't sure if it would be any good. Yeah. But and, and I it enjoy does, it. Yeah, it doesn't get... It doesn't get sledgehammery or preachy or anything. It's it's just it's fun, and I like how they they cliffhang the episodes. There's like a resolution to what's going on, but it's so you're not like dying like oh what's gonna happen next time you know, and you have like like the end of the X Files or season three of uh, uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation where you're like dying <laughs> to see what's gonna happen. But it it's a story that continues and it has sort of a natural ending where you're like, oh, that resolves the story, but it I really makes me want to watch the next episode, too. So it, that I appreciate. It, it, uh, it really keeps you hanging on and keeps you interested in the story. And that, is, I think, is good writing. Just all around good writing. Yep. So NBC, renew this bad boy. Yes, please. So, final judgment on Good Place. Good stuff. Keep watching. Yes, please. Um, uh, Same thing with Defending Your Life. Holds up after 25 years. Yes, yes, it really does. It really does. So, uh, for next time, uh, what are we looking at, Michael? Uh, I need to call it back up because I've already forgotten because it was like an hour and a half ago. (laughs) Uh, Next time, we are doing the uh, recent Ewan McGregor release, Last Days in the Desert, where he plays uh, Jesus during his 40 days of fasting in the desert. And? And in TV Corner, we'll be doing the TV Land show, Impastor, which is currently, I believe, in season two, uh, starring Michael Rosenbaum, who Robert and I are familiar with from Smallville. Yes. And he has hair in this show, so he's yeah. totally unrecognizable as Lex Luthor. So. Yep. So that, there you have it. Uh, this will wrap up uh, another exciting edition of Checking the Gate. So until next time, this is Robert saying keep the faith. And Mike saying peace out. <laughs>